Hi, this is Felix Cavalieri from The Rascals. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, I hope you had a great week, and we are back with another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 622 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we head into the music industry world, and back in the 60s, the late mid to late 60s, a group came out called the Young Rascals, sometimes called the Rascals after a while they were. They had all kinds of hits, just one after another, another. They had a beautiful morning. They had good loving. How can I be sure? Grooving. People got to be free. And it just went on and on and on. And this week, our guest on On Screen and Beyond is one of the Rascals himself, Felix Cavalieri. He's going to be joining us for a look back and uh, what's going on now for him. And uh, it's, it's, it's just such a great story. I hope you're going to be listening. It's coming up in a few minutes right here. And like I said earlier, I hope you had a great week. And uh, we are getting ready for an event that's coming up at the Orinda, California, in Orinda, at the Orinda Theater. Now, uh, last year, you remember, they had the uh, tribute to Land of the Lost. They had all kinds of people there. It was a great time. The stars were there and everything. Well, this time, the stars will not be there. Not the ones who were from the show, because unfortunately, they have all passed. They are going to be having Behind the Golden Curtain. Now, this is like a tribute to the Golden Girls, uh, if you enjoyed that show. It's going to have all kinds of the guests included, uh, writers and producers and directors of the Golden Girls. They will be having stars who are guest stars on the Golden Girls. Like I said, unfortunately, all the Golden Girls themselves have passed, so they can't have them there. But uh, you can check it out. It's going to be on May 26th through the 28th of this year, 2023, at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. So uh, they're going to have panel discussions and trivia and lectures, and uh, they'll be showing some of the shows. And it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. So we'll have more information. I I hinted about it last week and this week, uh, giving you a little more information that I have it. I'm getting it as it comes my way. And uh, we'll be having more more details as far as who will be there, what the guests are. And uh, from what I hear, okay, like I say, I can't verify it until I'm, I'm definitely sure that uh, they've given me the information I need. But uh, they, they've got some directors and some writers who not only, of course, were with the Golden Girls, but did some other shows that are just, I mean... These are top-notch people, so get ready for that information coming your way right here from On Screen and Beyond, and I hope you're going to keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. If you want to communicate with me, you can send me a email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you, and uh, now as far as uh, the DMs and things like that on uh, Twitter and all that stuff, uh, for one thing, I'm not real good on that yet, so, <laughs> but the other thing is, 
is, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of bots and things and, and it's, uh, you know, so I'm not even answering a lot of them because they're just, you know, oh, we're going to make you have 50,000 listeners and all this stuff or, or tweets or whatever, you know. And so uh, I, I'm staying away from that stuff because, you know, I don't want to get hacked and all that crap. But anyways, um, like I said, uh, the best way to get in touch with me is at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. So uh, be sure to check that out. And like I said, more information on Behind the Golden Curtain will be coming our way as soon as we get more. So if you're in the Bay Area of San Francisco at the Rinda Theater in Rinda, California, get ready for a great event coming up on May 26th to the 28th. All right, what do you say? Why don't we get right into it? It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Well, Remake Madness, more news on the horror remake Nosferatu. And Aaron Taylor Johnson has joined the all-star cast, so it's just getting bigger and bigger. And Yellowstone's Jefferson White has joined the cast of the Hellboy remake called The Crooked Man. And on July 28th, that is the date for the Haunted Mansion remake from Disney to hit theaters. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Eli Roth's next horror movie is called Thanksgiving. Now, Patrick Dempsey's going to be in it, Addison Ray, and they're just joining the cast, and I'm sure we're going to hear more coming into that one. And Stephen Yoon, he is set to join the Marvel Universe with a key role in Thunderbolts. And Paul Giamatti will star in The Holdovers this fall. It's about a New England prep school, and it's a comedy. And that's all we have for information on that right now. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at sequels. Sequels. It looks like a sequel to I Am Legend, which actually was a remake of Omega Man was one of it. And then I can't remember, The Last Man on Earth, I think it was with Vincent Price was the original. But uh, anyways, that's uh, I Am Legend is uh, sequels coming up in the works. Now it's I Am Legend 2, and it's going to star Michael B. Jordan. And if you watched I Am Legend, the original, or the remake of the original, whatever, uh, that one ended... So I don't know how they're making a Legend 2, okay? So it's, it gets a little confusing there. But and we'll see what they do with it, with it. And another Alien sequel is beginning production in Budapest uh, this week, I think it is. And uh, we'll keep you informed on that one. And Portlandia co-creator Jonathan Crystal is negotiating to wreck the Pokemon Detective Pikachu sequel. That's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond... It's Movies and TV on DVD. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Movies and TV on DVD. Well, April 11th, Flashdance gets a 4K ultra release. 
And Missing with Storm Reed and Neil Long will be hitting Blu-ray and DVD on March 28th. And April 21st, Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 1 flies onto Blu-ray, DVD, and there's going to be a limited edition Blu-ray steelbook. And then on uh, it's uh, May 16th, it's going to be getting a 4K Ultra Steelbook, okay? So March 21st, you can get the Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition Blu-ray Steelbook. And then a 4K Ultra is going to be coming your way in Steelbook, and that's going to be on May 16th. So, one more thing here, Maybe I Do will be arriving on DVD on April 18th. That's it for movies and TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way as far as TV and entertainment time news. TV and entertainment time news. Well, the Goldbergs will end with season 10 this year. And it looks like HBO Max is making a series prequel of It, Stephen King's It. It's going to be called Welcome to Derry. All right, and we'll see what they do with that one. Rachel Ray, well, her daytime show will end after this current 17th season. And it looks like HBO's new series, The Penguin, all right, Another another Batman spinoff type thing. It has been added uh, a cast member. Clancy Brown is going to be joining as the crime boss, Salvatore Maroney. And that sounds like it's going to be an interesting one. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time for the rascal himself, Felix Cavalieri, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Grammy Hall of Fame, and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He has had three number one songs, seven top ten songs, 20 top 40 songs, including People Gotta Be Free, Good Lovin', Groovin', How Can I Be Sure, A Beautiful Morning, and so many others. It's Felix Cavalieri. Felix, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you. Felix, it is such an honor to have you on here. Uh, your music has just, it, it, it just has lasted. You know, a lot of songs just go and, and are no longer around, but, but your songs are, are, are so you know, prevalent. They, they still sound fresh. Wow, that's great. I, I appreciate that, and uh, I'm very thankful for it, yes. TV commercials and political campaigns and everything else. I mean, it's, it's just amazing how things you know, just keep, keep going over and over. Well, you know, uh, the, the era that we came from, we had some pretty good people there, you know, especially coming from England. You know, we had those good old Beatles and mm-hmm. Stones and Kinks and Love and Spoonful and Birds and Crosby Stills. So I think that music uh, really has made a lasting impression on, uh, you know, pop music forever, I hope. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I was looking at, at your career and, I mean, you, you, you've been, you haven't stopped playing, you've always been playing, but... The amount of music that you put out in such a short period of time that was just hit after hit after hit, and then your albums that were just, you know, would just blow you away, uh, they, it's, it's amazing how much you did in such a short time. 
Well, you know, I, I think that was the norm in those days. You know, they, they worked us pretty hard in those days. And then as, as we approached the 70s, uh, the, uh, the artists started to kind of rebel against that much work. And they started putting out one album maybe every year or two, you know. And, uh, you know, like my friend Billy Joel, he hasn't put out an album since, what, the 80s? And, and he's still packing the arenas. Oh, yeah. Now, I know this is a, a question I ask all the time of our musical guests, but uh, is there a favorite song that you uh, is closest to your heart of the songs you did, whether they were hits or not? Uh, is there just one that was uh, particularly special to you? Well, you know, I, I mean, that, that, that really uh, has, has it's, it's like asking, which is your favorite kid? You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they change, you know, like, for example, when the world is going through what it's going through right now, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 people got to be free. Mm-hmm. Rings a bell. And then when I find myself like on one of those tropical islands, a beautiful morning rings a bell, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, it, it, it changes. And, and, you know, when you hear your when you hear your music on the radio or sometimes I hear it in an elevator, it brings back a r- really fond memories of those days. You know, we had a we had a great time in, in those days. It was a lot of fun being a musician in those days. And uh you know, I, I hope that people who are making music now still have that, that kind of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was surprised to see uh, that you actually started out as one of the Starlighters on Joey D and the Starlighters? Well, yeah, I was not one of the originals. I, I actually joined the band uh, after about maybe, oh, I don't know, two or three years of their, uh, you know, stardom. That, that's how I got discovered, you know. I mean, pretty much they saw me uh, at a... Uh, uh, hotel I was working at in the Catskill Mountains and then they went to Europe and um, their organ player quit and they remembered me and called me Uh, I was on my way back to school and instead of going to school I went over to Germany and guess who the opening act was for us the Beatles really wow yeah that's what started me off you know I I I flew uh, to uh to Germany and uh Lo and behold, a group that was opening up for the Starlighters was unknown at the time in America, and they were called the Beatles. And that kind of cemented me. Uh, I said, wow, this looks like really a lot of fun. Let me try this. <laughs> and you haven't stopped yet. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, I really enjoy it. You know, I, 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 matter of fact, I just wrote a book, you know, which is out, explains all of, all of my journey and, uh, I've got a CD coming out during this wonderful COVID period. I was able to finish it, and I'll, I, I like to keep going as long as I can. Wow, yeah, yeah. And in fact, the book you, you mentioned, you, you wrote it almost a year. It came out almost a year ago. That is something people should really get a hold of because it's. I'm sure you go into detail of everything uh, more than you'll hear on just a short interview, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, basically what happened is uh, the, 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 the group, the old group, uh, Rascals, uh, you know, while everybody was alive and well, we did a show on Broadway uh, called Once Upon a Dream, which was a rascal kind of like, you know, re reinvention. And uh, I noticed uh, we were doing these uh, press conferences. Every one of us had a different answer for the same question. So I said, you know, I better I, I better write down my thoughts before I forget them. Mm-hmm. And that's how that started. Getting back to the Starlighters, would you say that was the beginnings of 
the Rascals. I mean, that that's where you, you guys met, right? Uh, to a degree. You know, actually, uh, there was no uh, – Starlight is, did not have any uh, of the members of the Rascals. They had the brother of one of the Rascals, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, no, uh, but, again, you know, that was the impetus for me to kind of stop, you know, what I was doing, which was uh, I was a pre-med student, and to enter into the musical world. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how everything evolved. Yeah. What did the parents think of that? I mean, you're going to medical school, and you say, I want to be a rock yeah. star. <laughs> well, it was very interesting. You know, my dad uh, my, my dad was, was, was very generous in saying, like, well, give it a try. You know, give it a try. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he, he expected something to happen within a year, which is almost impossible. But, you know, we... Uh, I, I always appreciated the fact that, you know, my mom, you know, rest her soul, she's the one who inspired me to, to take music, to learn music. Uh, and my dad gave me, the, gave me the opportunity to give it a try. Yeah. Now, were you uh, musically oriented even, you know, as a young child? Yes. As I say, you know, I started when I was five. Wow. Uh, with uh, actual classical piano lessons. And, uh you know, my, my mother, uh, I guess they saw some talent and they, they enrolled me in this very serious school. And uh, I was able to have uh, lessons three times a week for eight years and, you know, kind of learn, learn uh, you know, theory and, uh, you know, learn, my, get my fingers going and get my brain going. and uh, It really paid off. Oh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I had to be pushed, I'll tell you that. I, I, I really wanted to go out and play ball with my friends, but uh-uh. Yeah. How to get to class, get to lessons. How did you go from classical music to rock and roll? Well, again, I, I, I wrote this in the book. What happened is I, I, I did my first day of junior high. And a fellow who was sitting right in front of me turned around and said, do you like rock and roll? And I had no idea what he was talking about. Hmm. But I went home that evening and I turned on a radio. And we had the really good fortune of growing up where Alan Freed brought rock and roll to New York City on WINS AM. Mm-hmm. And that did it. I heard people playing the same instrument that I was playing in a totally different way. Right. Uh, Ray Charles, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Fats Domino. They were playing the same instrument, but boy, they weren't playing like I was playing, you know? <laughs> so I kind of got really, it was like an epiphany. And I said, I got to learn this. I got to try this. It, it just uh, enveloped me in, 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 in its, uh, oh, just the soulfulness. It was just wonderful. Yeah. Now, would you say those were your the people who inspired you, or were there others? Well, there's so many, you know, because basically, uh, as far as from a musical point of view, yes, uh, the piano was my main instrument at that time. But then, you know, there's so many others. I mean, the voices that were around that time, the wonderful voices of the past, such as the Flamingos and the Platters, you know, and Smokey, Smokey Robinson and Marvin Gaye, that inspired me. It, it all inspired me to try everything, writing, uh, producing, playing, singing, you know, it, it was just, um, it was just a wonderful world, you know, to, to uh, explore. And as I said, when you have the musical education, you really understand what they're doing. You know, this is okay, I get it. Now, how do you do it? Well, you try it. You, you, you learn it. You experiment. You know, you go on stage. You, you do amateur shows. That's how it happened. Mm, yeah. 
And how did you come up with the, the name? Well, of course, Young Rascals were what you first were, and then you were the Rascals. And uh, how did that, right. uh, that come about? Well, this is one of the stories that I like to tell because there was a fellow by the name of Soupy Sales. I don't know if you all remember Soupy oh, yeah. Sales. He was a television <laughs> personality. And he gave us the name. And, and, and it's all explained, as I say. But basically, he said, you know, I don't know what I could call you that's printable, but how about this one? And he gave us that name, and, and it stuck. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I say, for a while you were young, the, the young rascals, right? Yeah, that was, a, that was a kind of a copyright thing that uh, our manager uh, changed, unbeknownst to us. There was a rascals on an old television program called the Milton Berle Show, the Harmonica Rascals. So there was a conflict, and he very interestingly put in the young rascals instead of the rascals. And so for years, I was haunted by somebody coming up to me and saying, did that dog really have a circle around his ear, on his eye? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For years. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And in fact, I've I've, I've interviewed, or a few, quite a few years ago, I interviewed uh, one of the original rascals. (laughs) Not not you guys, but them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, but the, your music, uh, it, like I say, it, it, whether you were the Young Rascals or the Rascals, it just continued on and on, and you you, you were banging out the hits. Uh, Good Lovin' is today still a party song that everybody dances to. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That song, ever since the first time we played it in front of people, they got up and danced, yeah. you know, and uh, that was just great, you know. I mean, it was just a great situation that... Uh, uh, to this day, as you say, prevails. It's really amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, was that one of the ones that you co-wrote? No, basically, in those days, uh, the clubs demanded that you do what they call covers. Okay, yeah. So we, I got that on the radio from a group called the Olympics, and we, we did it live, and as I say, from the first time we played that song, people got up and danced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. And uh, now, when you started doing uh, writing your own songs, uh, how did that right. come about? What what made you decide to do that? Well, I, I always, you know, had had this, uh, you know, uh, creative kind of streak in me, which is, uh, you know, one of the reasons that I I, I still love to write. Uh, but uh, we were unable to do it until we had the status. Uh, everybody else was writing songs, Beatles, uh, Stones, uh, uh, Spoonful, Dylan. And so I was given the opportunity to try because of Good Lovin' being a number one record. We had a little power at that time. So we gave it a try, gave it a shot. Uh, it was not easy, but uh, it worked. Yeah. So the studios uh, had a lot of control over what you were doing. Is, is uh, that correct? Total. Well, I mean, the, the record companies always possessed, you know, the, the upper hand until you kind of turned the tables. You know, it's kind of like with sports, you know, mm-hmm. how they were able to pay uh, Joe DiMaggio $100,000 a year and these guys uh, making $100,000 in that bat. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, turns, it turns around, you know, it turns around because the, you know, uh, once, you, once you achieve success, uh, 
they pay a little bit more attention to you, you know what I mean, rather than you just being another one on the roster, you know? Mm-hmm. When you started doing that, I noticed that, uh, you, you, you know, you had hit after hit after hit, and uh, then you sort of went from uh, doing a lot of singles to doing concept albums, correct? Well, that was that was basically, you know, what the industry was 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 uh, dictating at that point. You know, uh, this is a long time ago, folks. You know, we had AM radio, <laughs> which uh, basically, as you all know, were, were all uh, hits. You know, they were all hit, 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 hit. And then FM radio came in, and they were extending the, uh, the to the LPs. You know, which I understand are having a research. So basically, uh, the live playing you know, of, of an album was possible. So tried to jump in. I, I still have an opinion about the concept albums. I think that, uh, you know, our, uh, our industry put a, put a kibosh on, on those. I, I, I think we lost a major part of our music because the record companies didn't like the idea of the concepts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so, uh, I just, uh, you know, feel that they missed, what could have been our operas, you know what I mean? Like right. the operas of the, uh, you know, the other centuries, they've lasted forever, but the record companies didn't like that idea. Hmm. They, they wanted to hit, 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 you know, yeah. even if it was on an album, the concept, they didn't like that, you know? Huh. Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the albums that I enjoyed uh, that if people haven't heard it, they should definitely listen to it. And it was called once upon a dream. Absolutely. Yeah. The song, it's wonderful to me. I listen to that song and it's like, wow, <laughs> this was incredible. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, that, that, that song is very interesting because uh, uh, during those years, you know, I, I was um, uh, studying with a guru, the gentleman who opened up the Woodstock uh, Festival, uh, Swami Satchidananda, was my teacher. And uh, I was in really, you know, I... I Kind of like what uh, George George and the Beatles did with Maharishi, you know. Mm-hmm. I was in a really, really, really wonderful state of mind. I mean, I was so happy, man. I just had to share that with people and say, you know what, this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it was a great song. It, it's it's an amazing song. Oh, thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. Some of the other songs that you've written, some of the hits that you had, what was your inspirations for these songs? Did they just come to you in a dream, or, you know, what? how did you write most of these songs? Well, they, they all come to you in a dream, so to speak, but the, um, the word muse, M-U-S-E, you know, is an interesting word. You know, mm-hmm. basically, it's an inspiration. Uh, in my case, there was a young lady who I was engaged to at the time, who was most of the inspiration for all, all of those songs that were based around love. You know, uh, I'm happy to say she came into my life, I believe for that purpose, you know, and uh, I was so madly in love that uh, you know, it was so easy to just 
espouse that on 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 a uh, you know a lyric or on a, on a, on a musical uh, disc, and th- and then as as that ended, which was how can I be sure? I wasn't sure. I was too young to be married, and uh, then uh, you know my whole life I've been involved in kind of like uh, what I consider uh, mankind's uh, humanity, civil rights. Uh, uh, equality, uh, peace on uh, p- peace in the valley. People got to be free, you know. Mm-hmm. So I changed a little bit, and and you know, I, I think that you know when you grow, uh, and and you're fortunate enough to be in front of the public, you know, that comes across in your music. Yeah, yeah. And and getting back to the civil rights stuff, uh, you guys were one of the first groups, correct? That uh, was saying, you know, if it's not a mixed crowd, we're not playing. Is that correct? Well, I thought we would make a stand, and I thought, you know, I really thought that it was the right thing to do. I still think it's the right thing. Don't forget, we were on Atlantic Records. We were the first white band on Atlantic Records. Ah. Our audience consisted of R&B stations and pop stations. Why not invite them to the shows? Right. You know, I mean, in those days, the music, the, the radio stations were not quite as, what's the word I'm looking for? regulated mm-hmm. they, they 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 were open to all different kinds of music you know they had the r&b they played marvin gay then they played the beatles and then they played peter paul and mary that's unheard of now they don't do that anymore right you know but in those days so why not welcome those people to the audience yeah why yeah. not welcome those people to the stage i just thought it made complete sense but of course little did i know you know I, what was festering out there in the the United States of America, land of the free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like you say, I can remember back when I was uh, back playing on the radio back way back then. Uh, it's it, uh, we'd play a, a a Dolly Parton song or, or a country song, and then a, a rock song, and uh, it didn't make any difference. Music was music. That's what it came down to. Well, it still is, but you know what? Business is business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've been around that long, I don't have to tell you anything. You know exactly what's happening. Right. Yeah, yeah it's it's so different now the way things are are done. It's it's um, you know, if you if you're it not really is. Yeah, if you're not a uh top 40 hit type thing, you're only on this station. If you are a country, you're only on this station. And and it's, you know, like I say, good music is good music. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Yeah, but that's old school, man. You know, today it's good advertising is good advertising, and that's all there is. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yep. That's what it's all about. But, you know, that happened right after Woodstock, that happened. You know, it's really interesting. The the major so-called hippie event of the, you know, of the, of the, of the, of the last century uh, turned out to be uh, just an awakening for the corporations to find out that there was a huge market out there. Uh, that they could exploit, and mm. they they do. I mean, that's America. That's what it's all about. Make the money, make the money, make the money. But music will survive. And 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 you know, I I really think that uh, I think the public. I don't think they really limit themselves to one place to listen as much as the uh, you know the powers that be think they do. I think they uh, they have more of an opportunity now to hear uh, other things than we ever did. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you know they. It's it's not well. It still is crammed down their throat, and and if you're listening to normal radio, but if you can listen on exactly. the internet or something, you can you can do what you want. You can listen to whatever you want. So that's that's always good from all over the world. 
yeah. from all over the world, which is, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's a whole new ball game now, as you well know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, as far as touring, you're still out there going, playing on those keyboards and everything, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I hope to be able to do it for quite a while. I, I you know, there's, there's, a, there's a new... Uh, kind of like the adage out there that musicians don't get paid to play anymore. They get paid to travel. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to get there these days. You know, it used to be, you know, very easy, but now you got delays and, you know, you got, you know, cancellations and, but once you get there, it's still, it's still, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Do, Do you feed off the crowd when you're out there? Oh, absolutely. We're doing, as a matter of fact, I've been doing for the last few years, I've been doing this cruise called Flower Power. Yes, I've heard of that. And Flower Flower Power is a chance for all the people who are kind of, uh, you know, the the hippie generation, uh, the, uh, you know, the the baby boomers to to really, really go back in time for about a week. Put Mm -hmm. their old clothes on, you know, grow their hair long and listen to music continuously on a cruise ship. That's one of the, uh, one of the ways we interact with, uh, you know, the generations. And of course, a lot of other people come because they really like music, but as long, as long as they're there and as long as they want to hear us, I'm out there. Yeah. Now when you're out on a cruise like that, of course you're working, you're, 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 you know, you're playing your, your sets and everything that you're doing, but uh, do you get a chance to relax when you're on those cruises? Oh, of course. Oh Yeah. Nice. They make it very comfortable for us. Yeah, they they really do. They they take good care of us on these cruises, and uh, you know, as I say, the public uh, they they really appreciate these things. Uh, they, they have so much fun. You know, it's it's really great. And and again, your question, yeah, they they inspire us to do even better shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and I can imagine that when you're playing. For a crowd, whether it's a, a small crowd, a big crowd, doesn't make any difference. It must be a thrill just to see the smiles on everybody's face when when you start, you know, starting off one of your songs, "Good Love" and "Grooving," whatever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you you got it exactly. I mean, there's nothing like uh, being accepted, validated, and, uh, and 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 being loved. The, the hard part right now uh, is is when someone comes up and you know, like their loved one or somebody in their family passed and they tell you how much they loved your music. Cause you know, unfortunately we, we've had a tough time these past few years with our generation, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, that's the hard part because I, I really know exactly what they mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, are you still traveling, uh, doing shows with Gene, the two of you together? Yes. Yes. We, we've, uh, we, you know, we're, we're on the road. We're, 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 uh, you know, embarking, I think in April, we're going to be on the East coast. We're going to be doing some New Jersey and some Pennsylvania. And then, uh, you know, uh, he had a little trouble. We had some health problems and, uh, mm-hmm. but he's, he's a trooper, man. He's one of these guys that he really, really loves being on stage. So I think as long as he's able, he's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does it feel when you, the two of you are back together? I mean, you guys did some great stuff, you know, together. I mean, we had we had a good, good good time. We had a good run, and then of course we had some bad times too. That's 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 the unfortunate part of it. We you know recently lost our drummer Dino Donelli, yeah, just... which was a you know big blow. Uh, I hadn't really uh, seen him in a while, but you know you, you you've got to keep your health up. If yeah. you keep your health up, you've got a good chance. And one of the ways I keep my health up is exactly what we're talking about. 
performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And is there a place that people can go to find out where you're going to be uh, on your tour? Well, right now, uh, we're using my website, FelixCavalieriMusic.com. Uh, I believe that there should be like a rascal website up there soon that's that's telling everybody what's going on out there. Uh, but that, that's right. Well, you can go to FelixCavalieriMusic.com and get all, all of the info. All right. And as far as the book, where can people get your book? Well, Amazon does a pretty good job for us. They, they've got that online, and uh, we're, we're okay. You know, we're... Uh, we're doing quite a quite a, a, a vigorous sales campaign, especially you know when we're live. We have it there for autographs and things like that. You know, it, it's very different now when you when you work. The meet and greet situation has been really curtailed because of the of the of the COVID. So we don't get a really chance to mingle with the crowd like we used to. Got to be a little careful. But uh, uh, the Amazon does the book, and uh, the internet does the music and 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 the shows and. Uh, we're just ready to rock, man. Yeah, and I love the title of the book, Felix Cavalieri, Memoir of a Rascal. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, well, Felix, I'd like to finish up with one final question. Sure. Yeah, now this takes us away from your book, your tours, your music, everything you've done in the past. But when you sit down and you relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What are you watching? Wow. Wow. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. So that if, if they throw it or hit it or, you know, kick it, I'm there. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I uh, grew up near, near a Yankee Stadium in, in, in New York. And, oh, and, uh, nice. It just hit me. So I watch a lot of sports. Uh, as far as movies, you know, my wife's a big movie buff. So I try to keep up with her with a lot of the movies. And uh, as far as music, I, I've been really listening to a lot of international music these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of like um, what I hear uh, coming from other countries. Uh, it just seems to be a little bit more fresh. You know what I mean? Uh, instead of like, well, I just heard that song and uh, I'm copying that song so because I know you liked it. So I'm going to do it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know. Uh, that. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But, uh, you know, like when you see the Grammys, you know, and you, you, you see, I mean, I don't know if anybody watched the, uh, the NBA all-star game this year, but they, they did all South Africa, all African music for their halftime, which was unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know? And, and what I noticed is that a lot of the artists, especially the English artists, they're tapping into that to get a lot of their ideas. So anyway, I, I just enjoy, uh, you know, the fact that we can, listen to anything we want now yeah yeah now do you when you're listening to this stuff does it inspire you to start writing some music in that Absolutely. that vein well you know you try to get you know you try to get ideas you know like your ideas come from your environment and they come from your ears and they come from your experiences and as you get older you know the easiest way is to sit in a chair and listen mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Instead of traveling, because I used to travel, you know, the world, man. I've been to China, to India, to Japan. You know, I don't know. It's a little tough to travel right now, you know, so I'll get my inspiration wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you there. Uh, well, Felix, I-, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. And uh, like you say, I've loved your music ever since you started it. And it's uh, so great to have you on here. And we, you know, 
People should go out and uh, see you in concert, take a cruise and see you, uh, get your memoir, uh, just listen to your music. That's the big thing. Well, Brad, thank you for, for taking the time and for supporting my music all these years. I appreciate it. Appreciate it and uh, enjoyed it. I got to tell you, I cannot thank him enough. Felix Cavalieri joining us right here on On Screen and Beyond, talking about A Beautiful Morning, Good Loving, great song. And how can I be sure? Grooving, People Gotta Be Free, just so many hits they had and their albums and everything else. Uh, if you are not familiar with them, uh, let me tell you, you better go out and start listening to that stuff because it's just fantastic music. And uh, Felix, uh, I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's always nice to have an icon from the music world here at On Screen and Beyond because uh, Felix Cavalieri is absolutely a music icon, and uh, we thank him so much. Well, it has just been a crazy week, and uh, I am trying to get more episodes of On Screen and Beyond ready for you and getting more guests, and uh, we're just lining, trying to line them up here and everything. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to On Screen or Beyond each week. Hopefully you have been. Uh, be sure to tell a friend. We, you know, it helps us out if we get more people listening. helps you out, too, actually, because then uh, we can get more people to come on to On Screen and Beyond. So uh, you're sort of helping your, scratching your own back there if you do that. But, uh, you know, just tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. If you get a chance, uh, be nice to have a five-star review if you enjoy the show. And that would be great. Uh, download as many episodes as you can. We have over 620 uh, episodes. This, of course, is 622 coming your way. And we have so many amazing guests that uh, you'll enjoy or telling your friends they will enjoy them because uh, there's just so many people, whether it's, like I say, music or TV or movies, we've had some amazing people coming your way. So uh, be sure to have them take a listen to On Screen and Beyond. We really enjoy uh, giving you these shows, and we hope to continue for a long time. And uh, it's uh, great if you can help promote us with other people. If we put something up on either Twitter or uh, any of the other social medias, uh, Instagram or Facebook, if we put something up, it's great if you can, uh, you know, send it out again, you know, uh, retweet it or share it or whatever they, you know, whatever they're calling it on that individual uh, social media. It helps a lot if you do that to try to get more and more people to listen to On Screen and Beyond. Well, that's it. Uh, we got to get going here and get ready for the next episode of On Screen and Beyond coming your way. So uh, we're going to have another great guest coming your way. So that's it. That's a wrap for this episode 622 of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Temrak. Take care. Uh -huh.